Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, Chris cannot join us, sadly. Sometimes work things come up, and completely understandable, obviously. And we're using my microphone and not Chris's equipment. So, the sound quality shouldn't be terrible, but it won't be as pristine as our sound quality can be when I'm not shaking the microphone. We bought microphone stands, so hopefully no more microphone shaking in the future. But I do have a guest today. He's not here yet. He has not arrived. His name is Pac. Let's just call him Pac. He has other names. But if you go to freelance wrestling shows or Zello Pro or really any independent wrestling show, Freelance Underground, I think those are the ones he's mostly at. I don't know what other ones he goes to. We'll have to ask him. But he's the man with a backwards hat. A full beard, no sleeves, does not like to wear sleeves. I wonder if he's going to show up to my place with sleeves on. We should probably take bets and to see if that happens. But he said that he's in traffic right now, and he's on his way. And we're going to talk about Freelance Underground. B is for Bader Brawl 5. I said that correctly? It's a very hard thing to say. B is for Bader Brawl 5. Um, this show took place... When did the show take place? April 27th, possibly? That might be wrong. But it is Freelance Underground's last show. Freelance Underground has a show on May 11th, Freelance Underground versus GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, who is a promotion that is on fire and fuego right now. So you should go check out that show. That's at the Bader Brow Brewery in Chinatown on the south side. Not too far south, but on the south side. And... Uh, yeah, that's in the, close to my place. I would be going to that, but I'm going to Warrior Wrestling. Shout out to Warrior Wrestling. Um, May 11th, Chris and I are going to the Fan Fest, and we'll be doing some live podcasting with fans and wrestlers. We're not opposed to fans coming up and hanging out with us. We want we want that. We encourage that. We're not going to just we're not going to shun fans and only want to talk to wrestlers. That's not our style. It's never our style. In fact, we've totaled up and we tallied up the count, and we've had more fans and regular Joe Schmoes on this podcast that we have wrestlers and we're very proud of that and we want to keep it that way we'll talk to wrestlers occasionally um and one of those times is now so i'm going to lead that right into our conversation with the twisted sisters twisted sisters are holodad and thunder rosa if you watch the lucha underground thunder rosa is also cobra moon um and these are two very enthusiastic very hard-working individuals I just recently watched an awesome video that I can link in the description below, too, about Thunder Rosa and how she's building sabotage women's wrestling in Texas, uh, where she's from, um, with her husband. And that's really cool. So we're promoting intergender wrestling, more intergender wrestling. Shout out to Freelance Underground and Freelance Wrestling and um, other promotions out there that regularly book intergender matches because we want to see more of that. At least I want to see more of that. And the people that I hang around with want to see more of that as well. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit more to the Twisted Sisters uh, and put them over. And we want to see them more in the Chicagoland area, of course. They're really good together as a tag team. They have a great look. They hang out as well when they're not even wrestling. So they have good chemistry. Um, And they're really fun and entertaining. They took on GPA and Kylie Ray at the show that we're about to talk about before as you get started with PAC, let's go into that interview right now. It's Chris and myself and Holodead and Thunder Rosa, team hashtag beat up GPA, 
and we're going to just do a little chit-chat. It's not very long, uh, but it's very meaningful. So let's go into that interview right now, and then we'll come back and we'll talk with Pac. Are you recording me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello. Hello. We're at the Bader Brawl Brewery. Freelance Underground. For Freelance Underground. We have Holodead and Thunder Rosa here. The twisted sisters. Very twisted. In the house, baby. In the house. What? We are twisted. I had wow. coffee. I'm hyper. Nice. Do it. It's too much for me. You clapping is just blowing up everyone's, everyone's eardrums right now. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Uh, but thank you for joining us. So, you guys were... Uh, were you sightseeing today in Chicago? Tell us, tell us, tell us how that went. Were it was pretty cold. Um, well, I've been in Millennium Park, and she's never been in Millennium Park, so I was like, I, I thought Half, they said I don't know a piece of it. Like I saw that building. Yeah, but you didn't see the bean, though. No, I didn't see. That was the first time seeing um, the bean. Did you? We, the bean we, we needed to have a, a sister date, so we went. Nice. And we, yes, we, we relaxed we and those. we get uh, separation anxiety a lot. Yeah, so. nice. Because we don't see each other as often anymore. So. Okay, it's yeah. like once a month lately, right? We're trying to make it once a month. Oh, we're going to see each other like two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, did you take a <laughs> selfie with the bean? Because that's a very, that's just a very She did. I, I did. She's here all the time. <laughs> whatever. whatever. Great. So we wanted to talk about the, the, the Twisted Sister tag team, right? Let's uh, talk. And your, your bond and your friendship together. Ooh. And we can focus on that. <laughs> so um, your match. Uh, so I saw a match recently that happened at Beyond Wrestling. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, we died. We, we died. But we didn't die. We survived. Yeah, Tell me about great. that match, the match that happened in Mania Weekend. I honestly was shitting my pants. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. No, not during the match. It was like, when it was announced, I was like, what? I was like, we're going to die. No, we know Doom Patrol is like, they ain't no joke. Like, we've seen some of the videos of some women they've destroyed, so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. were you were nervous? I was. I was like, I, I was. We were nervous, but we talked about it like this is one of our biggest challenges. And like, <coughs> we're still always trying to prove ourselves and like prove that we are like a legit and dominant tag team in this business. And right. Like, so that was just like, just the team that we needed to do that and help us step our game up too. Cool. Yeah. Because like, well, I mean, we have wrestled many other like males. We wrestle men like all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like a good majority of our matches. So Even now, like even, well, for me, singles has been a lot of like males like intergender right. matches right but um this was you know when we won the championships for sabotage like the guys were like ricky and aaron i mean when we they won, were hard too our first titles okay. that we won they were men's titles we were oh the, yeah, we yeah, were yeah the first female nwa western states champion, great so. this is all good stuff this yeah. is all fantastic intergender exactly is what we need yeah. more around here yeah so um, hey, we're, we're available book it uh <laughs> holiday wrestling at gmail.com thunder rosa 22 the flights from texas are not that expensive y'all. cleveland as well you know <laughs> We'll work, email us, we're trying to, let's do it. So I saw, I saw uh, Dickinson throwing you around, I'm, I'm, when I'm pointing, I'm speaking at Thunder Rosa, but he, was, he had you on his shoulders and he was throwing you around up there and I thought you were going to fall back. That was, was that one of those like, oh shit moments? Oh no. Do you remember that during the yes, match? Yes, that, that was good? like a, close to the finish, but you know, yeah. I smartened up and I was like, push you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it was, I, I honestly, I was like, oh my God, they're going to give me this. That powerbomb hurt, though. I don't know what I was... I don't think I was in capacity. Yeah, no, it was rough. Wait, no, but it, it, was, rough. it was rough, but um, I think we had a really good match. And the most... The thing that struck me the most for me, I don't know for you, was when, it, when we came out, like, the fans were with us from the beginning. Right. We didn't do Absolutely. anything, and the fans were just with us. And, like, the reaction that we had on Twitter, yeah. it was really good. I, just, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like... Like, her and I, like... Um, like, we bust our ass all the time to try to put good matches, but it seems like 
I don't know, it's because we're not in the East Coast, because I don't know, like we're not getting right. recognized as we should. You know, we have I mean, yeah, gone. Like we feel like we bust our ass, we're doing everything. Yeah. Like, okay. we, we want any and everybody, like all these tag tournaments, anything that's going on, like mm -hmm. we, we want to be a part of whatever is happening. Like we feel we have done a lot. We've said we've laid a lot of groundwork. We have we've made history first female NWA Western States champions, the first ever NWA international champions, and defended those titles Boom. successfully in Japan. But it's just Boom. like, and we're still here and we're still wrecking. So like, right. whoever wants it, anybody like, you want to put your team up, like, we're down. We ain't playing no games. Yeah. No, that's, and I think that's like a, that's a huge goal of this podcast is to, yeah, I hope you can send this to anyone and everyone. We'll send it to anyone and everyone we know. Send it. Without being annoying. <laughs> Book it. And, uh, you know, hopefully it does get you booking. So I wanted to know. <laughs> Um, what you guys have learned from each other, because you seem to have a very strong sisterhood bond. So we talked to Pat Monix, and we talked to um, iCandy Elliott when they uh -huh. were a tag team, and they were talking about how they hold each other accountable. So is there any kind of thing in, in terms of that where you, you, know, you, you maybe push each other to a new limit, you have learned something from each other while working together? This is going to be an hour long. Yeah, this is a long answer, like, Yes to all of that. Like, okay. uh, we push each other outside, you know, of the ring. Like, knowing we got to be in the gym. Like, if we want to look a certain way, like, right. why are you eating this crap? Like, why are you not in the gym? Like, and even in the ring, like, we'll, we're our worst critics. Like, we'll be on each other like, oh, man, I effed that up or whatever. It's like, all right, you messed that up. You know what you got to do. You need to get in training. You need to be on this, that, that. Like, yes, we're on each other. Like, and, I mean, we teach each other outside of the ring, too. Like, on and, a personal And, you know, and sometimes, like, the stuff that we say to each other is, like, we sometimes don't like what we say to each other but it's like it's a harsh truth and it is yeah. because mm -hmm. we care for each other and that's when when you right. care for somebody you don't want to sugarcoat stuff you know Absolutely. and that comes in the ring and the personal level and everything um yeah i think that makes our bond stronger it's like if we have a problem or beef or anything like we don't like about the other person like we bring it straight up like hey this is the situation what what's what's what and we hash it out like right there we don't we don't hold back so Tears okay are shed yes yeah, cool yeah. so in terms of we so punch I, each other we <laughs> choke each other in the ring <laughs> so i have a couple of questions written down but maybe you've already answered those do you have any specific <laughs> goals or is the goal just anyone and everyone oh my god up? we were just talking about this for like oh, wow what a, what yeah. perfect timing yeah it's like we were Thunder meant Rose to sit down and first, put together uh we definitely like one of our tag team goals is like to uh, at least tag once a month. Okay, once a month. You know, and cool. um, and our personal goals are we're working on them. Like we want to work in bigger yeah. companies. We want to get recognized as a, as a legitimate, you know, female legitimate athletes. tag teams, a legitimate individuals. Just like yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, outside of the ring, we are working towards becoming better, better persons inside of that. Better people. Better people. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like, because it comes from, yeah, because it comes from inside, inside and out, right? Yeah, no, I hear you. We are working on our mental, our physical, and our spiritual being. Amen. 1% every day, right? Yeah. 1% better every day. I mean, you know, just by looking at your Snapchat stories, not Snapchat, Instagram. Yes. We've creeped your Everybody be on creeping all night. We've creeped, 100% have creeped your Instagram. DM me, baby. Those pictures. I mean, no, like it really makes you feel like, yo, I got to step my game up. I see you guys hit the gym so hard. It, it's inspiring, right? Yeah. So, so for sure. Bulking, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm naturally bulky. I'm just trying to cut. <laughs> no, and you know, the funny part is like, if I didn't give a crap about her like, or whatever, I would have never like 
share the resources that I have. Like, yes. She started working with my personal trainer in Mexico, and si, he's been si. he's been really good. See, si. like okay. I've seen the changes in her because I saw the changes in me, and I saw how great he's treated me. So like anything that I can do for her. I'll do for her, and I hope you do the same. For yeah, me. bro, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 like it's like that, and it's always been like that, you know. Great. Like we'll be in the gym, message her like about to kill it, bro. Make sure you kill it today. Yeah. Don't forget our mission. Gotta yes. get it. Gotta get it. That's Taking awesome. it throughout the day. Yeah. Great. So tell us about your experience with. We obviously have to put over the home promotion where we're at right now. So tell us about your experience working with freelance underground, and specifically your thoughts on Andy Two Juice Long, or Caleb, oh, as Caleb. you may know. Oh, yeah. Caleb. Oh, Caleb. Caleb's cool. Oh. He cool. He cool. He cool. <laughs> Thank All right. No, he's, Thank you for he's having cool. us. He's yeah. cool. Thank you for uh, having us. Appreciate you know. it. When last time you? I've only been here once previously and uh, yeah. faced one of our opponents tonight, Kylie Ray, which I was successful in. You know. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. I never got that. Thanks. <laughs> That's why we're here tonight. Step your game up, brother. I, I got yeah. Savannah Stone, and that match was that match was really fun. I got really good feedback. Yeah, yeah. that was on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I was here. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was fun. That was fun. Huh? No, G- I, I didn't beat GPA. I, you had him singles with him, yeah? Yeah, I beat the shit out of him, but I didn't win. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so, so strategically, I wore a white shirt today because I'm trying to scoop up a hashtag beat up GPA shirt like the second that I can get my hands on There's only shirt. 15 of them, so. 15? Limited edition. A limited edition, but okay. get it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah we got to rush down here. All right, let's wrap here. this up. Let's go get yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to get there. We should have made one. <laughs> Right after. We We're, can write. We can. And our shirts. You can also get our shirts. I have all kinds of shirts. And we can write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all charge five dollars. For what do we charge five for? What? For like yeah. hashtagging it. Oh, yeah. 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 We gotta make that money for that hotel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So capitalizing I'm, an opportunity, right? Right. Um, so, we'll did you guys have you guys had any deep dish since you've been here? Deep no, dish. we've been talking deep dish. Hell I yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had it last week or two weeks ago. No, for what three years. Oh, here today? No. Bruh. No Chicago dip dish? Not, no. to, not this weekend. I don't think it's part of our, it's not really part of our diet either. Though. Yeah. I'm you were just brother. talking about not eating junk, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a junk. Keep it clean. I, I yeah. had it, no, I had it oh, like she's two bulking. weeks. I'm bulking, she's bulking, so I can clean, literally have clean, clean bulk. bulking. Can't, so, no deep dish. so what does that mean? So I what does can, that mean? I still can. Not, one, not, cheat not, meal. I can, I can, one cheat meal. One cheat meal. Well, Beth told me that I can do that. Oh, fine, whatever. Our, her, diet is <laughs> her diet is different from mine. I'm sorry. See, yes. this is where we're like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we're always. Right. Yeah, Let but me I, know. Tell me. Sorry. No, they, Tony, uh, Tony Nass was at Wrestling Roy tonight. He's a really good friend of mine. Yes, and, yes, um, yes. Uh, I hope he beats Roy, by the way. Oh, you do? Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Yes. I'm about to flash. I think I might be you going know, with Roy. You know, he's been like swiping on Tinder too much, you know? <laughs> hey, oh. man. Everybody needs love. Everybody needs yeah. love. You know nah, it. It's, nah. it's a cold, lonely world out there. Sister. Nah. <laughs> Funny for the win. So, I'm going to so go with the flash. If you're going to cheat on your diet before you leave, I recommend Lou Malnati's if you get if you want you're craving it before you get out of here. Where's is that, that close by here? There's a bunch. Close? There's a bunch. What time they cl- they open? Are they gonna I don't know if you're gonna show? get a late night. Late night's more of like a Taco Bell run. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Taco Bell. Chris you does know, not like Taco I Bell. I really want it. I've been asking for a Chicago hot dog. I haven't had one in. Uh, I'm not a huge hot dog dish. person. Lou Malnati's. See how late they're open. That's what that would be Lou my Malnati's. recommendation. Bruh. That would be my recommendation. Um. So what kind of, this is a, a personal like fan question, right? What kind of wrestling are you watching in your meantime when you have, do have free time? Oh. Go ahead, Thunder Rosa. Go ahead, Thunder That's a great question. Um, yeah, 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 Jesus Christ. So, um, so the theme of our podcast, which we should have said from the start, is that wrestling is a buffet. 
So that means that every every fan can find and enjoy something different about it, and like different promotions and different people, and et cetera, et cetera. So I, I mean, I think it's different from a wrestler's perspective. Like, I think the more you start to get into your craft, you watch more so like to see what you can do different and perfect, and not necessarily watch it as a fan. Yeah, if yeah. that helps or whatever. I mean, I know I study certain people. Okay, I can't. Say you can talk about that if you want to. That's up I to you. I study certain people. <laughs> I just watch my opponents when I have yeah, to. Yeah, I watch like my I opponents when I know they're coming up, and there's yeah, certain people's style I like, and okay. I watch those guys. I, I so it's watch a variety. Yeah. You're all over the buffet line. Smorgasbord. Yes. Mm, I mean, I, lately I've been watching a lot of, like, you know, Raw and SmackDown. Just cool. regular. Yeah. Just, yeah, but it's because my roommates watch that all the time, so I'm like, oh, I don't want to be watching this, but I have to watch it because like, we only have one TV. So, and then one, my roommate's daughter... Elena, she loves the women's wrestling. And then I've been talking so much crap. I was like, well, you like this? You like this? And she's like, <laughs> leave me alone. And I'm, but then I really enjoy watching it with her because cool. she, she's super into it. And then she, yeah, I, she I see what, she, what right? she likes. Yeah, different perspective. And sure. um, yeah. I see what she likes. So I was like, oh, maybe I should do that in the ring, you know? Yeah. Just so Incorporate from that pros. into your skill set. Yeah. And then another thing, too, is um, watching some of the people that we worked before in the cool. indies being in Raw and SmackDown and just some older cool. like Kevin Steen stuff Luke Harper like those are bigger guys but they yeah. can move and I like that and right a lot of Christopher Daniels I watch the modern stuff cool and some Japan stuff Japan. I'm, a, I'm a YouTuber I'm, oh, I'm always like, yeah, right. watching yeah. there's a lot of free stuff on YouTube yeah, yeah. You I started watching ROH Ooh. On, okay. on like regular TV. ROH, Ring yeah. of okay. Honor, Ring of Honor, good company there. How's yeah. that, uh, and how's that been? How have you liked it? I was surprised like they were had it on like a regular channel right? And they do yeah it's on TV I know, and then they had no. <laughs> I didn't know because like I'm never home, but it was like uh, they had the tacting like a tacting tournament. Okay. So I was watching the. Uh, and yeah, and everything. They, and they just crowned a women's champion. Yes, right? they did. So Sumi Sakai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congrats, Sumi. Ohio, Sumi Sakai, son. Cool. <laughs> Great. Well, we, right. our timer just went off, uh, but we, we can. I ask for one last thing before we go. Can I ask that we sit? We uh, have a mini GPA roast session right now. Can we do that? I don't know him. What? A roast, like to talk crap about him. Oh, like you know GPA. Oh, I know GPA yeah. very well. I don't yeah. know him. You, yeah. you want to roast him for a I second? I think um, that he is. He got a big a- head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why he's an academic scholar. He got a lot of brains, but his head is not really. I don't, think, I don't think his head is proportional to his body. We're on the Kyle Ray train right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, GPA, your head is not proportional to your body. Boom. Get that fixed, son. Boom, roast it. Get there. more body up. Boom, I roast just, it. it. You know what's funny is um, he talks a lot of smack okay. on social media. But when you face him like one on one, like he backs down all the time. But now, down. you know, crap talker. You know, I feel that he feels like he's el muy nalgón. That's how we say it in Mexico. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> if I could have some help, and yeah, like he's not, he's not gonna be able to back it he's up. He's feeling today. himself, but he ain't all about that. Nope. He, he doesn't back up what, yeah. what he says. Talk. Okay. Well, I hope you prove that in the ring tonight. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't mind you taking the victory, even though, like, Kylie Ray, Ray. Yeah. even though you're beating Kylie Ray, but obviously, you know. Hey, we ain't here to take, mess around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do your thing. Anyone and we'll everyone. Do our thing. Twisted Sisters. Are All ready. day, every day. Whoever wants it. Holiday Wrestling at gmail.com. Thunderosa22 at gmail.com. Let's talk. Bookings. Let's go. If y'all ain't scared, let's do it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know that, you know, you had a lot to do today, and you have to put on a bunch of face paint, and it's going to take a while, but I appreciate yeah. your time. 
Well, thank we you. We appreciate your time. And us. Yes, and we want to uh, thank all the promotions that have put their uh, trust, trust in, in us, us. with uh, trusting us with, with championships, right. with uh, really good matches, you know, from California to Japan to Texas, know, Texas New York. Everywhere, you know. Right. And uh, I don't think um, some of the stuff that we've done, we would have done it without, without them, right. you know. And, um, yeah, we're just here to uh, make... Florida. Oh, yeah, 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 Florida. And more to come. Yeah, we just here to, we're, we're here to make things uh, or like to put, you know, women's wrestling in a higher pedestal. But there women's is wrestling, it. tag team wrestling. And yeah. wrestling it's going in an upward tra- trajectory, but why not be a part of like pushing that even farther upward, right? And yeah. Good <laughs> oh, look at that. All right. Thank you. All right, thanks. It. Thank you. Twisted Sisters, out. All right. I'm here now with special guest, Pack. How you doing, man? What's up, brother? How's it going? Everything's going good. It's Another going good. Paradise, you know, we get to see the sunshine, so it's a good day. Thank you for making the drive out here. Yeah. I don't know how far you came, but I know there was some traffic into Chicago. Yeah, I so. had to come from the north suburb from the day job, so it was, okay. it was a little rough on the highway, but man, thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you for the invite, the extension. And I recorded a pre-introduction earlier, and... You aren't wearing sleeves, so my prediction was correct. Yeah. No, I'm not wearing sleeves. Um, I hate sleeves. <laughs> there are pictures of me as a child that prove that I have never liked sleeves. Okay. Um, they're just, they're constricting. And I've paid way too much for all these tattoos to not I see those. have them out. You those know are I mean? nice. Those are nice. Yeah. So, um, and I'm hoping, and a lot, majority of people who probably listen to this podcast know who you are, but if you don't, I tried to paint the picture of... Of who is at least from the outside, we're gonna learn about the inside, but at least from the outside, what Pack looks like because I'm sure that because I know people who go to these shows uh, probably you're very a distinct person. So I, I talked about the beard, the no sleeves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The you're, sign, yeah, the oh, dry erase board. Oh yes, the dry erase board yeah. sign. Yes, yes. You have a lot. And of when them. I yell, I, I seem to have a very bassy, gravelly voice. So right, it resonates through. It's very well timed too. Comedic timing is is key, you know, and uh, obviously your chants are there to fuel the entertainers inside the ring and not exactly put yourself over, which is something that is very respected, and that's something that always happens. Yeah, shows you definitely you definitely get fans that want to involve themselves too much, but I think there's a fine line in being a fan of having fun and playing the role as a fan. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a big. You know, there's this whole movement of fans now that watch wrestling like they watch golf, and they just sit there and admire the move and the combination, and then they want to clap at the end like, mm, that, that was very well done. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, man, this is wrestling. Like, let's get live. Let's jump. Let's scream. At the right. end of the day, you know, it's respect for everybody. But if you're a heel, I'm going to give you hell. If you're a face, like, we're going to cheer you to the moon. Like, mm-hmm. you got to play your role. That makes part of the show, you know what I'm saying? And that gives that gives the wrestlers in the ring energy to feed off of. Like Exactly. There's a lot of, you know, if it's a dead crowd, it's really hard to go out there and give 110% when there's no energy. It yeah. sucks it out of them. And it's awkward, too, for everyone in the, like, oh, if the crowd's dead. Man. You would not fare well in Japan, then, because Japan, their crowds uh, do the ad- admiration and the the short, oh, oh, and oh, things of that nature. Oh. I can just picture you and Jeremy and that whole side of the freelance crowd just in a Japanese crowd I mean, and being the, the, the sore thumb sticking bro, out. I, I, <laughs> I can't tell you how fun it is that we, we've been able to build that squad right. that goes to wrestling. And and, and I want to, I wanna, I wanna, uh, sorry to cut you off, I want to hear a little bit more about it, though, because um, Chris and I, so Chris and I, uh, Two Years in the Face has only been live for has only been a, thi- a thing that we do for a year plus now. So we're still very young. We feel that we have very good intentions of what we do and thus have um, become a part of 
Chicago's local independent community to a certain extent. But you, you, in this case, you would be, in comparison, you would be more OGBC to the independent scene than I am. So I would like to know at least like your first impressions or first show freelance show that you went to and how kind of like that group got built in um, a way. I mean, a lot of it is just that that group kind of just came about as people that see each other at shows constantly. Okay. And it's more than just freelance. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's right. right. W mm-hmm. it's rise. It's shimmer. It's it's BCW. It's wherever there's indie wrestling like. We love wrestling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's fun, yeah, yeah. man. I work a nine to five. Well, it's way more than a nine to five, <laughs> but we all work day jobs and stuff. And it's like, you deal with that stress of corporate America and everything. And at the end of the day, I want to go and drink cheap beer and yell at guys that I don't know. And I know like, it's not, it's all in good fun. Like, yes. I know I'm not here for a confrontation. I know they're not here for a confrontation. Although there was the incident with Eddie Kingston. That's a whole nother story. Okay. Um, if you want to go into that, you can. I mean... Eddie Kingston was getting crazy with a fan, so I got crazy with Eddie Kingston, and then okay. Eddie Kingston decided to jump over the barricade and into the crowd, and I was like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> this just got real, and he yeah. got in my face, and I was like, bro, I, I really got nothing to say, like, right. I don't know what to say, and we both laughed at the spot, gave each other a hug, and he went back in the ring, but okay. it was that moment where I was like, like, if I try to fight this dude, like, I might have a whole locker room of wrestlers kicking my ass in the Yeah, and never be allowed back, right. and there's and repercussions. The same time, it's yeah. like, Man, I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm yelling because you yell it. Like, yeah, yeah, We're yeah. doing the thing together. I don't really want to fight <laughs> We're you. We're together. Like, right. you might be a cool dude. And Eddie Kingston is a really cool dude. You know That's what I, mean? what I hear, too. I hear he's, uh, he's a lot, his character at some, at times, not always, but at times is portrayed as, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but he's like, his, the real himself is a lot more humbler than like his character in the ring. I mean, be. I think the character is him turned up to a thousand. Okay. You know, that old yeah. saying. Like, mm-hmm. I think it definitely is, but outside of the ring, he's a lot more calm. He seems like one of okay. the dudes that's been through a good amount of life. Yeah, and he talks about that too sometimes in his promos of like the demon, the mental demons. Right, or, and like, he's at the point where like, of that man, it's smarter for me to chill and get this money and do what I love than to get back in trouble and end up, you know what I'm saying, locked up where he. Right. Can't do what he loves to do. Right, right, right. Um, so you bought the, the freelance replica belt here. Because you heard our podcast from last week, Chris and I. I did. You guys wanted it here, so here it is. Yes. And that, that's cool that uh, it's, it's cool that I got a little bit more background about like how the ECW crew mm-hmm. started. Uh, so Chris and I want to thank, uh, obviously thank us for welcoming into the group. And oh, like Jeremy has been really y'all, cool. And y'all are squad. You don't have a choice. You stand with us, you, with us, you scream with <laughs> us at shows. Like, in for life. In yeah, for life. Like once we're, that's basically, again, that's what it is. It's just a bunch of people like that just want to love wrestling. Yeah. want to support, especially the local indie scene. Because this is where the dreams start, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we weren't out there cheering Ruby Riot, Sally Stitches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ali. Ali, mm-hmm. great example. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We lit arena, not arenas, but we lit venues up for Ali. Like, right. had the place rocking, and now look at Ali. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but if you watched 205 Live last night or whenever this is coming out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, saw, I saw some some uh, mind blowing gifs and clips that his I, match I against Buddy Ryan stole a weekend that yeah. was filled with pay per views and qualifying matches, and that's the match that sold the entire three days. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, so we're gonna talk about. Um, B is for Brader Brawl 5 Yes, um, Underground You just heard uh, an interview Because the way that we'll edit this in You just heard an interview with uh, the Twisted Sisters So the Twisted Sisters were on this show um, Tell me about your Impression of them, your relationship with them As a fan, as fan to wrestler relationship 
and um, and uh, you know what they bring to the table in your opinion. I mean, I'm a huge supporter of them too. Those two mm-hmm. women are incredible. They work their asses off. They're more than just athletes and wrestlers. They're business women. Yeah. They're they're they understand that they are a product and they market themselves. And they're different. I agree. They're not they're out different. There trying to be, you know, look at me, I'm the Miss Prissy or I'm the whatever the stereotypical, you know, the, I'm the queen or I'm this. Whatever right. the stereotypical like female character is that's done so often, they're out there faces painted. Yeah. They're out there off the wall, tongues hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Holly licks people during matches. Like, you don't see that anymore. No, you don't. That's an old George the Animal Steel, Bushwhackers kind of uh, missing link, weird, yeah. like, old throwback. Like, mm. And then, like, Ro- Thunder Rosa is an incredible, incredible athlete and human being. They're both incredible human beings. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But um, I think they both have extremely bright futures ahead of them. Mm-hmm. I know Holly's been working with Women of Honor. Oh, great. Yeah. And, okay, cool. And Thunder Rosa's been... Oh, yeah. She was in that tournament, correct? Holiday? She was. Yeah. Holly okay. got to be in the, yeah, in the tournament. Great. And then Thunder Rosa's on Lucha Underground, obviously, is Cobra Moon. Right. And I just see big things for both of them yeah. coming in this. I didn't even know that she was the owner of Sabotage Wrestling until I saw that video that came out recently. Ah, dude. That's a whole other thing. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not very many all-female promotions and she literally uprooted her life in california went down to texas and started one right and is getting i mean look at like what their second show they had mia khalifa and national coverage yeah like, yeah exactly mm-hmm. all intergender card which you rarely see right mm-hmm. you know what i mean too many people are afraid to book the intergenders because of what are the fans gonna think and older wrestlers complain about it and, right bro if you can wrestle, wrestle. If you're mm-hmm. a wrestler, wrestle another wrestler. I don't care what you got between <laughs> yeah. your legs. If you can go, go. Uh-huh. That's a great <laughs> – no, I like, I like that. That's a great, uh, that's a great statement. <laughs> um, what was – and uh, another thing I was going to ask was um, something that Chris and I usually ask was the – what – so – being different, right, is something that we try to be. We try to make this podcast different at every turn that there possibly is. Um, we try to do just because it helps us stand out amongst the seven million, seven thousand, hundred, whatever podcast wrestling podcasts that are out there. Everybody got a podcast, right? Mine right, starts right. tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and because wrestling is a buffet, there are so many different things that you can choose from at this buffet. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you the question. Specifically, what aspect of wrestling, at least what got you into it to start as a kid, what what was it about that entertainment or the sport um, or the which part of the buffet was the thing that you kind of like latched onto and that got you hooked now um, for life? I mean, I can't really pinpoint a time when like a specific thing got me into wrestling. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I... When Do you I was have a first old, memory? Well, when I was a year old, my babysitter had me watching WrestleMania. Okay. You know what I mean? Good, good on her. Yeah. Yeah. It's always mm-hmm. been a joke like, oh, your babysitter, who's also my cousin, that okay. got you into wrestling at one years old. I obviously don't remember. Right. That. I do remember watching like WrestleMania 4 or something at someone's house, like this weird, vivid memory, only because they had two big Dobermans that they had to lock in the kitchen <laughs> and there were like roaches in the kitchen. Yeah, it, we we remember weird things it's from super that weird things, that, but yeah. I distinctly remember WrestleMania four on the TV. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but once I was like old enough to understand and kind of just get the concept of it, and I seen the Ultimate Warrior, it was on. Okay, like it was like what? <laughs> yeah, like this dude is a living, breathing superhero. Mm-hmm. Like he's huge, and there's there's colors flying off of him, and his right. face is pit. like I'm in. 
Yeah. I, and then it just kind of went from there. So I've been watching wrestling. I mean, and then you find the live stuff, which I think like my first live show was like in like 89. Okay. And it was Windy City Championship Wrestling, Windy City Pro Wrestling in, in Cicero Stadium. Oh, okay. Thing. So this right. was like your first independent? Right. It was like okay. Mike Anthony and Steve Boz were rookies and like the Dream Warriors and Paul Heyman, you know, wrote for them at a time. Nobody knew who he was. Damn, then. that's crazy. But, you know, it's one of the... F- few places that he got to start right so it became like that kind of thing and then i got into amateur wrestling and you know what i mean and it just kind of built from there and i built like a whole life around amateur wrestling and still liking pro wrestling and and taking it to different levels and then there was a period in time where i kind of fell off yeah the lull right yeah Mm -hmm. and it's usually in high school for everyone because everyone's like man wrestling's not cool mine was in high school yeah Yeah. high school and college i went all the way to college wrestling's not cool you watch wrestling and you're kind of like am i supposed to like Maybe wrestling is for kids. Maybe I'm not supposed to be watching. <laughs> I know, yeah. And then you get to like that early 20s stage and you're like, man, I don't give a damn what you think. Like, I like wrestling. I'm watching wrestling. It's funny how that It's funny how that changes over time. You just care less and less about well, yeah, what other people think as you grow older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You, you don't care what someone thinks about what you like or what you, what you want to watch. At a certain point, you're just like, hey, this is what I enjoy. Screw you. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I don't play Fortnite or any of them games. Oh, I got I got that hooked up right behind me. I, we, I played I, for five minutes. I died once and I haven't put it back on. Oh, man. You need to give it another go. <laughs> you need to give it another try. I'm going to stick with Madden. I'm pretty good. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so let's let's fast. Let's go to the present now. Thank you. That was a great, great answer. Um, B is for Bader Ball, Brawl 5. Hard to pronounce. Bader uh, Brawl. Bader Brawl 5. It is at the Bader Brawl Brewery. Um, and it's near here, very near here. It is actually. It's like we're in Little Italy slash Pilsen on the on the on the border, and then it's in like Chinatown. You're on very like the close. college campus, man. Yeah, a little bit. I'm imagining there's some fun weekend parties over here. No, oh, oh, I don't attend them. I don't. Yeah, really I'm too go old to actually. Like yeah. Attend <laughs> but I could watch from like your balcony, like yo, they look like they're having a lot of fun, man. Great. Uh, what were you, what was your were you working the door today or, or, or at the show? Excuse me, I was. I, was I, I am the head of insecurity. For, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, that's a little. You just joke. popped yourself. Yeah, I one. mean the guys that run Freelance Underground are really great guys. Yeah, they you know sometimes need help with with small things, especially day of event. You know, someone yeah. to check IDs. Exactly. Someone to ring the bell. Yeah. Um, Good job, Hank. You know, yeah, because yeah. one of them is a referee and also running and promoting the yeah, show. Yeah, one's running the whole show and one's <laughs> refing the show, you know? Yeah. So it, it's one of those things, like, they definitely need help, and I'm more than happy to help them because I believe in their product. Great. Exactly. So let's talk about that. So uh, what would you say is main differences, and differences not necessarily being a bad thing? P- people think that being different is always associated with negative connotations, mm-hmm. and it's not. Um Differences between like a freelance underground show and a freelance wrestling show because I know there are a lot of similarities, but is there anything in your mind that that sticks out that sets them apart? Um, I think from a, a standpoint of setting them apart, freelance underground kind of gives um, a little more time and shine to to learn who some of the say mid card guys are. Yeah, that would be on freelance because right. freelance you know has a name where they can bring in some pretty big names. Right, and Joey Ryan's on the next show. Right, and mm-hmm. you know you got a Darren Corbin as your champion. You mm-hmm. had a Shug D, you know. Yeah. Um, but it also gives a chance for the higher guys up in freelance to come on down to freelance under. Well, I shouldn't say down, but come over to freelance underground right. and be able to work with these guys a little bit more. So yeah, you get kind of st- you get kind of um, like a, an eclectic mix of them being able to help. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and teach and to help bring up and build the name for some of these guys that are maybe new to the scene and they're just getting started out. You know, yeah. 
like Freelance Underground had Savannah Stone. Yeah. Two nights later, we see her on Monday Night Raw. Exactly. Exactly. Nia Jax. That's awesome. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So there's, it, it definitely opens up more opportunities for local wrestlers and wrestlers that are willing to travel because now you have two companies that are still working together and promoting each other. But maybe you can't get on a freelance card, but you can get on a freelance underground card. Right. You know? Yeah. So, and they're on, what's great is that they're on opposite sides of this large city that we live right. in. Right. So you get, if you're on the south side and you can't make it north, you come to a freelance underground. If right. you're up north and you can't make it south, you go to freelance, you know? Because you're still, yeah. there is still some storylines that cross over. There is. Which is great. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. Did you hear about our, the, the idea that our friend, the real Jeremy Zaha said about a cage match? For uh, for the blow off of GPA against Kylie Ray, what do you think of that idea? Because that, that idea blew my mind. I think a cage match would be awesome. Yes, I've seen it done before with freelance. Okay, so it's possible, but it wasn't at the venues that it's at now. Okay, so I don't know if it's possible. Well, it, was, it, it wasn't at the bottom lounge. No, because that's got a low roof. It was at um, Chop Shop. Oh, Chop Shop. Okay. Yeah, and it was Ethan Page versus Robert Anthony in a cage. Oh, Ego versus Ego. Yep. Yeah, I remember seeing a very old poster, and it was that. actually their blow off match. Okay, nice. So it's it's possible. It has happened before. I just I, I don't know how possible it is in the realm of the venues that are being used right now. Okay, great. Well, that at least gives me a little bit more hope than I had. Previously, I mean, it's de- it, yeah, no, it's definitely a thing that could yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, they could just have a good old fashioned street fight out back. Oh yeah, Logan out just of bring, like, <laughs> put it on the screen and bring the camera oh, out. We'll back, all go like, down there. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll go down. <laughs> we can just go out, make a big circle in the parking lot, and they can do old fashioned yard style. Why not? They've done that. I feel like they've done that before. They, they had to kill him. Oh, the, they oh, did it at oh, bottom oh, lounge. Oh, they did. They okay, did. okay. That's when Shug D got his arm meat ripped out. Oh wow. Well. You're getting me way too excited, so let's not talk about that anymore. Let's just see what happens. But um, Beta we, Brown, <laughs> we had a new we had a new ring announcer, Val Capone. I thought we she did. did a phenomenal job. That was awesome. We put her over in the last podcast. I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on what she brought to the table. Um, I think she brings uh, a diversity with being a woman. Yeah, I good think call. she uh, she definitely has a different standpoint because she does announcing for a ro- uh, roller derby. Yeah, so she kind of has that announcer feel. Not so much like ring announcer, but commentator announcer feel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Put a little color into it. Right. Mm-hmm. She got a little color when she talks. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Um, Kirby's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, he is. He is. He's phenomenal. amazing. I think mm-hmm. both of them can really do a lot of good for the independent scene together. Exactly. Know? Exactly. So we started off with a six-man scramble. Winner gets a title shot of their choosing. It was Eye Candy Elliot, Alex Olsen, Mikey McFinnigan, Storm Grayson, Marcus Crane, and Matt Nix. Um, I remember that Marcus Crane steals a pin from Matt Nix and uses the Riot Shield. Ends up winning a big <laughs> check for himself. For the Riot Shield. Yes, the Riot Shield that he's been using. Um, any thoughts on this match? Um, I thought these guys definitely gave 110%. Yeah. Like all of them. There was a lot of really cool spots. Um, the... Just the battle and the story that was told throughout the entire match, especially with being that many people, you don't often get in the scrambles. Mm-hmm. But being that that check was on the line to cash it in for the championship, <laughs> it definitely the like, big it, check, right? The, the ridiculously big check that right, I don't right. know how he's going to carry that around. Um, hopefully, he brings it to uh, freelance underground versus GCW, right? And that, yeah, that's great. That it, it's good to see Marcus Crane get that win, and then it's going to prelude into May eleventh, right? Hopefully this is out before then if I can get my production game right. Um, Freelance Underground versus GCW at the same venue. 
And then also GCW, The Untouchables, May 12th. Are you going to any of those shows? I'll be at both of them. Okay, great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When Crane won and they handed him that check, my initial thought, because he can cash in on any title, my initial thought was, oh, Crane versus Craig Mitchell. That's going to be just a monster fight. Yeah. Because they're both psychopaths and they're both tough as nails. In their own right, right. And then I thought, what if he cashes it in on Monix? And then I started praying for Pat Monix <laughs> at that moment. Uh, I've, 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 I think that Pat can go hardcore. I've never seen him go hardcore. I've but seen him go hardcore, but Marcus Crane is a, he's not in his right mind. Right. Got a couple screws there loose. There is something wrong with that man. Right. He actually bumped me with that riot shield, riot shield before the show, just walking in. I was really? Like, why are we bringing a riot shield? Is that when your sleeves fell off? Sleeves fell off. Great. Um, Isaiah Velasquez versus Rough Crossing next. So Rough Crossing is one you see a freelance on the ground, but you don't see a freelance wrestling. Although Rough Crossing has many years on his belt, I want to say in the independent scene. And he used to be at freelance quite often. Okay, and um, he used to. Okay, I think freelance continues to you know change up their roster a little bit so right. it doesn't get stale. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not saying that any of the talent is stale or anything, but. You got to inject some new life. No, I agree. You know? I, I agree. There, there is, there is promotion. I won't say names, but there is promotions that seem to um, insert guy here A and yeah, guy here B, and it's like it's very repetitive. It's like the same fifteen people just mixed in different combinations. It mixed in different combinations. Yeah, so that's good. It's a good thing. I, it's a, something I appreciate with freelance brand as a whole. Right. Of it's. I, and I, do you see kind of like the six man scramble match as like your okay? Show us what you got kind of match because that's where they insert a lot of new names I think it is and then some come out and then some go away for a little bit and they'll come back but uh, it feels like that's kind of their tryout match I think it is with with both of the with Freelance and Freelance Underground I think those scrambles are kind of your testing grounds like let's see what you can do in complete and utter chaos right and if you can get through there yeah maybe we got a spot for you somewhere else and then you can you know if you can pick up some wins Mm -hmm. you can work your way up and get a shot somewhere exactly um Isaiah works heel, I think, freelance underground and Zello, or at least that's what I. F- not that we were booing him because we weren't, but I kind of felt that the the crowd was torn between Ruff and Isaiah's full crowd. I'm going to completely agree with you, bro, because I okay. felt the same way. Like obviously, we go hard for Isaiah because he's right. our hometown boy, and you know we've always booed Ruff just because it's fun to boo Ruff. It is, um, and he's got some great comebacks when you would tear him up. But yeah, I got the same feeling during that match. Mm-hmm. Like just as it progressed, like. I think Isaiah is the heel here, but I think a lot of it had to do with the crowd. Yes. I think the crowd kind of went in that direction when there was that little confrontation between Isaiah and the fan in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for those of us that go to everything and see Isaiah everything, everywhere, we're like, yeah, get him, Isaiah. But right. for new fans that were there or people that their eyes are only on Freelance Underground, they're like, boo. Like, how you going to do that to a fan's drink? Boo. That's... Mm-hmm. And it immediately went to rough. Like, that's our guy now. Yeah. So, yeah, I got that feeling, too. Like, yeah. It's interesting. I was very shocked. Mm-hmm. And it's, it shows its versatility, I guess, is the I takeaway mean, the, here. The kid can work any style. Exactly. Um, so, I remember a really good ending. Um, and uh, most of these, most of, like, the really good spots, once again, you can see on Wrestling with Unicorns, Facebook. Do, 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 do. Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> did the wrestling talk and randomness thing. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, it ended with a schoolboy 
uh, attempt, but into a tombstone pile driver and rough crossing gets the victory Sick here. spot, bro. Yeah. I thought Isaiah might have died there, but luckily <laughs> he was... He got himself together afterwards, but yeah, it was definitely enough to get the pin. Yeah, and I like I like how you know, it's it's good to see. It's just good to see. That's even a mix up in itself, or difference between underground and freelance is Isaiah's what you're going to get from him right. every time. So it keeps you on your toes. Um, an unannounced match was Gringo Loco versus Space Monkey. I mean, who doesn't love unannounced matches, especially <laughs> when it's that match? It's so. I mean, were you torn here, or were absolutely you? not? It was one okay. of those like both these guys fight forever, do everything like dot 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 dive. Yeah, like it was one of those matches. Like somebody might die here just because of the amount of high risks that both of them take. That's true. Um, We've seen one uh, lose consciousness before. I have recently. I've heard a monkey snore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, in Gringo Loco, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, I thought he was going to lose a leg. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, he banged his leg on the guardrail. I mean, that yes. thing rang throughout the... I heard you guys talking about it last week, and I was like, I can just hear it. It was right. such a thick... Uh, uh, excuse me. A sick <laughs> thud. A sick thud. Yeah, but, I mean, both of their styles complement each other so well. Mm-hmm. You know, for a big guy, you don't realize that Gringo Loco can move the way he can and sure. do the things he can in such a Lucha-inspired style. Yes. Like, bro, he's... He's a freak of nature. Deceptively agile. He is a freak of nature. Like, mm-hmm. you ain't supposed to do it. It's like when Bam Bam used to do the moonsault, and you were like, what? Yeah. Like, you ain't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. And then Space Monkey is legit. I'm, I'm just convinced it's, you know, like a luchador, but a Canadian luchador. He is. He could work that. He, he could absolutely work that style. Could. He could go down to Mexico and be the most famous little monkey. What is monkey time. in Spanish? I don't know. Do you know how to say it? I, no. Monkey <laughs> but he could do that. He could do that. I'll have to ask Chris. Uh, Chris, uh, we'll have to look that up. Uh, this was. I was torn here. I didn't know who to cheer for. This kind of felt like. I think there was last show. There was a Monix versus Isaiah's matchup, and it was kind of like a. You know, I obviously now in hindsight realize that that's a babyface versus heel matchup. Um, but it's like still two fan favorites. This was like the same type of like two fan favorites colliding match, which was a fantastic match. And I don't, I'm not mad that it happened. I'm not even mad at anything, but I just didn't know who I was torn is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I think my, a lot of my times, marks, I was confused. Well, I think a lot of times, and you, you know, not every match has to be presented to us as a heel versus face. Okay. You know, I think a lot of storylines maybe should be, mm-hmm. and especially when you get into your main event statuses, but kind of for lower mid-card matches, you can work a really good match where you got a face versus a face just because it's more of a respect thing. They're in there yeah. trying to take each other to the limit out of a respect thing, and, and they get up at the end and they shake hands. You know what I mean? It's still a competition. Like, mm-hmm. You know, if you played intramural basketball yeah. or whatever, you didn't always play the team that you hated. Sometimes you played your friend's team, you know? Right, that's like, true. Oh, we're going to try to beat you, <laughs> but we're going to have fun doing this. That's like, a very good it, comparison. Yeah, it's not, it's not a, a, mel- um, a malicious kind of intent when you're going into it. It's yeah. more like a, all right, let's see. You know Friendly I mean? competition, right. in a way. Um, there was a spot, Gringo Loco did the moonsault only, uh, moon only on the Space Monkey's tail, which was very creative. Um, and Green Loco, it was a, it was a kind of a victory roll win. So like when that happens, it's kind of almost a sign of like these two are very evenly matched, and one just got the upper hand on the other. That's exactly so. what it is, and I think right. that's the best way to present it. Right. But yeah, bro, people people love to attack Monkey's tail. Yeah, I think it's, it's almost a weak, like the a weak point. Yeah, it's like one of his his you know his weak spots. Yeah, and they go right for it. 
Right. And Greenwald goes on a hot streak. He's been winning a lot of matches, a lot of scrambles. I know we talked about that on the last one. Right. Uh, what do you? Uh, are you excited for his his match um, with? Uh, which is not. It's sort of been announced, but not like there's no poster for it yet. At least we haven't seen it on social media. But his match with uh, Robert Anthony. Oh, he's gonna kick Robert Anthony's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Just blatantly. That's it. That's Robert Anthony. That's all that needs to be said. Anthony. I don't know. He lost his damn mind. Yeah. He lost. And he's from Joliet. And he's from Joliet. If you don't stink in the, you know, hey, you stink wise, then you definitely stink like hygiene wise because it's Joliet. Yes, I don't exactly. Even think they pump fresh water to Joliet. No, and there, there's no businesses in their downtown area, and that really grinds my gears. Yeah. There's got to really be places hate, to eat. They really hate when you say Joliet. Yeah, is that illegal there to say? Apparently I heard like a, a, a rumor or something. Yeah, apparently I did see it was a lot. I don't think they enforce it, but. You know, it's like one of those laws, like, you can't sit on your porch with a duck eating a popsicle. Like, what? Mm, yeah, that are, like, in random states. And right. Like, like yeah. the don't, you know, drive a car while in your underwear. It's illegal. Yeah. But everywhere else, it's not. So that means Gringo Loco should say Joliet in his promo when he does he one. Should totally say he should totally say Joliet. should totally say Joliet. Pat Monix against Marche Rocket was next for the FU Independent Championship belt. Pat Monix, his friend, who's in the wheelchair... Or the the motor or the electronic Justin one. Justin yes Justin I forgot his name. Um, he sometimes he sometimes ri- gets on Justin's chair and rides around. I felt like he rode it very long this time and was even steering. Well, Justin's he has chair. to because um, yeah, it's kind of a thing now when, yeah. when Monix sees Justin in the crowd, he jumps on the back of the motorized wheelchair and has Justin take him around the ring. But Justin's been getting really excited lately, and Justin <laughs> ran into the squad, actually. Okay. He yeah, wasn't so scaring. He was so excited, so Pat had to grab the wheel. and Right. I like how he took it to the next level where he's just like, let me get control of this for yeah, a second. Yeah, well, because Justin's been running into things like that. I think he almost <laughs> ran into the ring one time. We had to grab it like right before he stepped really? directly into the ring. He okay. gets excited. Yeah. Man. He's in the moment. Right, and it's Pat Monix. Yeah. Right. The future. The um, franchise. So Acid Jazz was on the side of Marche Rocket for this <laughs> match. Uh, St- Acid Jazz was trying to do the pixie dust in his mouth gimmick. Storm Grayson came out you know and squashed that. Mix, right? Oh, it, oh, because it's a Swiss Miss, right? Because no, because he's hot chocolate Acid Jazz. Oh, and is that why his doesn't he have a finisher called the Swiss Miss? Because uh-huh. that's a f- brand of hot chocolate. Oh, hot chocolate. Oh, it's so all it's coming hot, together it's now. <laughs> Every time I watch him do it, I think that's got to be disgusting in your mouth. Like, yeah, no. Even though most of it gets spit out or flies in the air when it gets kicked in the face, like there's still got to be like hot chocolate mixed remnants. Just probably. Oh, it's got to be disgusting. Yeah. Wait, why don't they? We should. He should bring more and serve that. I would drink some hot chocolate. Maybe. Just like random, during, like yeah. just have him walk around like a butler serving hot chocolate during well, the Well, no, I'm talking about like freelance on the ground. Maybe in the winter times. Like, I, would you drink hot chocolate and watch wrestling? I mean, I might. Uh, I'm not going to say that I don't. Okay. But I don't know <laughs> if I want to do it at the venue. You know? Yeah, maybe not. Like at maybe, a live show, I'm way more content with having two beers in my hand. Yeah, maybe just stick to beers. That was a bad idea. Um, but Storm Grayson comes in for the save, kicks acid jazz. With the Which hot chocolate is a very mouth. interesting story. Um, yeah, so let's shed some light on that because I know they used to be tag team partners, right? Pat Monix and in Storm Grayson. In Underground, actually. And in Underground. And mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think they they did freelance before. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But I know definitely in the freelance Underground world, they tagged together and they were the STDs. STDs. The super tough dudes. Right. And they were a great tag team. And then Storm got injured. Okay. Pat had to keep pushing, and in that time, 
you know, a beautiful thing happened and Pat emerged as this awesome star. Right. Like the kid has put in a, a great amount of work. Mm-hmm. So has Storm. Yes. But Storm was rehabbing, so Storm was out of everyone's eyes and limelight. So Storm is just building back in. So to see that their relationship is still really cool is a good thing. But yes. it seemed at the end of that match that Pat wasn't too happy with Storm helping him. Right. Yes. Which... which I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, Pat, what's wrong, man? I think that's kind of a... And obviously they support each other in real life, but it feels like maybe it's kind of like blending there. This might turn into a storyline where like reality blends with what we're watching in the ring. Just because they have history together. And yeah, I mean, big time. I mean, they were, they were partners together. They right. went after you know, the tag team titles that are in the hands of GPA and Kylie Ray right mm-hmm. now. At one time, they went after those things. Like, right. So I'm not really sure. Like, is Storm trying to get that Monix rub? Yeah. And is that why he's popping up? And Monix is kind of like, hey, buddy. I don't need your help anymore. Yeah, I'm like, hey, buddy, I've been entity. doing this by myself for a while. Like, you know, stand mm-hmm. down a little bit. Right. Or... I guess only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Pat Monix ended up getting the win because Storm Grayson obviously knocked out Acid Jazz. Marsha got distracted, et cetera, et cetera. Pat Monix is still the champion. Pat Monix did not like Storm Grayson's help at the end. Um, and we'll see what that comes to. Obviously they have a lot of chemistry together, so there could be some good stuff. Next was Mojo McQueen, uh, or Mojo, the voodoo King, whichever he likes to be called versus Simon Grimm. Simon Grimm before the show called me John Travolta. Were you, and were you insulted? I was not complimented. I know I got a beard going on. It's not as fear. This is, this isn't a, a intentional beard right now. Yours is very intentional, very well groomed. This is just a, no, it's a little wild right now. Cause I've been outside in the wind and everything. Today, yes. But. This is just I haven't had an interview in a little bit, so I don't feel like shaving kind of beard. Uh, so I think without this, I've been told many times I look like John Travolta or like a young John Travolta. And I thought that was funny that that was the first thing that he said to me. <laughs> he is an interesting character. He is a very interesting character. Explain more. What, what interactions have you had with him? I mean, him and I... You know, our interaction started when he went after Monix on Twitter. Yeah. And obviously... You and know, won't explain why he yeah, wants to destroy and, and Monix. I mean, come on, man. If you're just stepping into the Chicago scene and you want to make a name for yourself, even if you've been an NXT Tag Team Champion, you're going to go after Monix. Yeah, you go after the top dog. He's the franchise. Right. It's smart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he, he knew he knew what he was doing, but... Yeah, he does. He wants to kill Monix. And it's like, hold on, bud. Like, that's... That's our hometown boy. That's our, you know, that's our shining star. We right. can't let you just come in here and kill him. Right. So that's where the interaction started. And then I got to meet him face to face. And he's a very interesting character. I would think so. He's a, yeah, he's a, he, I mean, he was a vaude villain. It takes in, you got to be able to put your, go to a place, right. To, to play a convincing character. I mean, a character that got over in NXT. You know, they always say like, you got to think outside the box. I feel like if there's a box, he's like 22 miles away <laughs> from the box. Like not just outside the box. He's as far away from the box as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Uh, they incorporated the, well, Mojo has the smoke, right? It smelled like a firework in that place for a second. They incorporated the voodoo doll mm-hmm. into the match, which I thought was unique. Simon Grand ended up getting the win. To me, it's good to see him on Simon Graham. It's good to see him on the independent scene, but I'm not exactly right now. Not exactly super excited when I see him on a card. You're but not invested. Not yet. No. Okay. So I was at the same point you're at at okay. one time, um, and not too long ago actually. And I was kind of like, 
cool to see him doing his thing, you know, when you get yeah. released, obviously, if this is what you love, you're going to find another way to keep doing it. That's very cool, because some people will not, but it's cool to see him do continue right. to and it Right, and it doesn't seem to me like he's just out looking for a paycheck. Yeah. I feel like he's determined to rebuild, because, I mean, at one time, he was in PWG, he was, you know, he was an independent star before getting signed. Okay. So he was, you know, in that first wave... Before we had the Will Ospreys and the Ricochets and, you know, right. and Adam Coles and the guys that are NXT now and everything, mm-hmm. he was in that initial wave of indie stars before the indie scene was so televised. Was he under the same name as Simon Grimm? Or um, no? No, he was not. And I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. Okay. But it was nothing even near the realm of Simon or Grimm or Gotch or... Actually, it might have been something with a Gotch. Maybe not. I okay. Know. Okay. Um... But yeah, he got signed. You know, he worked a really cool old 80s, like, strongman style. Oh, okay. Like a VOD villain? Right. Like a VOD villain. That's what built their characters so well was, like, they wrestled that style, that old carny style. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I'm over here flexing, and I just realized we're... Without sleeves. Yeah. (laughs) And it's audio, so none of you can see it, but you would love to. Trust me. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the transition he's made now is completely away from that. Other than the mustache... Okay. I feel like he's a completely different character. He's gone to, like, a place that's very dark. Yeah. And very cryptic. I feel like he's embracing that whole, like, Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. He's almost. got, like, a... It's like a it's like a Grimm cyborg, I feel. That's what, that's what I kind of get, at least on his entrance. It reminds me of a really good bad guy from a really good, like, movie. Okay. Like a mind thriller. Yeah. Because he's big with the riddles and the weird... Like, he'll say weird things yeah. to you that kind of pertain to what you asked him, but you're like... His, yeah, what? His video, his Destroy Pet Monix video almost felt like something that could be in Saw. Right. Like, uh, yeah. he's got this mind game thing mm-hmm. going on right now that you don't see a lot of in wrestling. Okay. Um, so, give him give him time. Give him give him more chances, right? If you're not at least blown away by him. Spend yeah. a little bit more time with him next time you, you have the opportunity to. Okay. That's all, that's all I can really say is if you get a chance to meet the man in, in person, talk to him a little bit. Yeah. Because, like I said, I was where you were. I was like... Okay, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like he's out there for the paycheck. I felt like Jack Swagger when he came through the independent scene was out there for the paycheck. That's that. That's what we, we Chris said that on this podcast before when he did the AEW show, and Chris said that he was seemed to be going through the motions. A yeah, bit. it was like didn't even have gear on. He had like weird yeah, like shorts. shorts. Yeah, like dude, where's your where's your singlet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if you wore it in WWE. Where's the singlet? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be the wrestler that I knew you were at Oklahoma, and I knew you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, like, you could work an amateur gimmick. In. Yeah, right, like. Mm-hmm. He looked lazy. Like, he had wrestling boots and, and basketball shorts. Right. And it was just like, what the hell? Right. So, I, yeah, Simon I, Grimm is not doing that. He's no, I feel like Simon Grimm is li- literally taking the Drew McIntyre route, and he's reinventing who he is. Okay. And building himself back up, and possibly one day, maybe, he'll end up back at the show. Okay. Yeah. But if he's in your area, I know he's on Major League Wrestling right now. MLW? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, he's doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's getting places. And, and like televised stuff really high level stuff he's doing um if you get a chance to see him see him okay yeah that's great like not you, just you but the people listening. the listener yes. yes the listeners if he comes to your town go see Simon Grimm <laughs> always we always it's have to acknowledge the listener show um all right next was Stevie Fierce versus all ego Ethan Page Stevie, right Stevie Stevie fucking Stevie when this match was announced <laughs> I lost my shit bro okay because I love Stevie and yes. I love Ego right and this match only happened because Craig Mitchell has an injury right so he had to be pulled otherwise Stevie was supposed to be going after the freelance underground title uh 
yes. 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 Uh, and we wish Craig Mitchell spe- the speediest of recoveries. Yeah, right. Dude's a bulldozer, man. Right, he he's is. He's probably got like a flat tire or something. Like, he just needs his oil changed. He'll be good to go. Oh, he's a yes. machine. Yes. Um, so this was a fantastic match because Stevie, Stevie does a really good job of incorporating the mirror, obviously. This was a very, very well. You could tell they spent a lot of time on doing this or at least brought up ideas and then kind of did them on the spot. But there was mirror incorporations and of course, and Stevie turned into the undertaker for a second. Stevie taker. Stevie taker. So he does the old school on all four ropes. All four ropes. He does the sit up, right? With the mirror in the hand. Sit up in the mirror. <laughs> if he doesn't do the sit up in the mirror every match, I want my money back because that was great. It was great. Like, it was great. Just honestly watching that match, knowing how good both of they are, both of them are in the ring. Mm-hmm. That match took a twist and a turn that I never expected because that was one of the funniest, most entertaining matches I've ever seen from either one of them. Oh wow, that's a huge statement considering how entertaining and funny they are. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I feel like a lot of Stevie's recent matches have been matches, especially on the other brand. Uh, with like Anthony Henry, right? Like those like have been more straight to the fucking point. Yeah, it's right. technical. It's you know mm-hmm. high hitting or hard hitting, high flying. Like they're working matches. Yeah. Where I thought this was so entertaining. Right. If you're a wrestling fan, well, if you're not a wrestling fan, I should say, and you come like, oh, I'm gonna go with my friends and see this wrestling show at a brewery, yay! And you've seen that. That'll draw you back. Yeah, that's a good point. This was a casual or new fans match, and it was right. Great. Like, yeah. Even for us, like, season fans, mm-hmm. I loved every minute of that match. Yeah. Eagle grabbing the microphone, demanding yeah. he get his damn cheese pizza. He, we he, were chanting he, pepperoni. He did get it. He did get his pizza. I did. I heard the, the last, story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story. Why the, oh, because the pepperoni chance started because he only wanted cheese. Right. Right. And, you know, he's got his little keto games or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's working on his real dad bod now, you know? That's true. Um, but I thought, man, they, they both gave 100 percent to to that match and it was just a really entertaining match yeah that's the perfect word for it entertaining and, and i did li- like i said i listened last week so i did hear the interview Thank with, with page mm-hmm. and i i definitely feel what he said is 100 percent correct that japan has re-sparked him okay because i do think he was kind of getting i don't want to say stale but i felt like maybe he was getting bored Okay. Like, he was just You saw that in his performances? Right. Okay. Like, when he went up against Robert Anthony, man, they brought the house down. Yes. And then there was just kind of, you know, after the free agent thing, when he was super hot, the hottest free agent out there. I remember that, yeah. He was just Ethan Page, you know, and he got the the impact shot and everything, and it was cool, but I feel like him going to Japan and wrestling a completely different style and being on a completely different level, he came back... He's hungry again. Right. Not that he ever lost his hunger, but I think maybe he got full for a little bit. Oh, that's a good. Hey, that, that, that's a good. Uh, that's a good buffet uh, buffet line tie-in, there right? You go, he yeah. was just full for a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. Stevie. I mean, I, I, there's so many things you could say about Stevie, bro. Like the kid is so talented. It's just the it, gimmick is so perfect. It, it really is. It's him, and he's he also like behind the scenes too. He's just very, very cool. He's a very cool, cool gentleman. Guy. Um, I mean, the best part is that it was he was supposed to be a heel, and we were like, nope. <laughs> no, no, we, this guy's too cool. <laughs> we were, I mean, let's not let's not take any credit away. I think part of Stevie's face turn had to do with the fact that he went up against GPA. Oh, uh, that's true. You know, that was like the that was like the seeds were planted, like the uh, for both of their futures, kind of like in that feud. Yeah, it was like it was like a organic 
heel face or what's it? What do they call it? A double turn? The right? double turn. It's it, like an organic it definitely double turn. Happened in that time period, right? And it was it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And man, the women love Stevie. We love Stevie. The men love Stevie. The men love Stevie. And anyone. Um, it's surprising though because you would think like, and it, I kind of like this though. So that the finish was and two juice took a bump, um, just one bump, not two. Uh, Ethan Page used the mirror, hits Stevie. So sometimes the mirror, you know, doesn't work for Stevie, works against him. Um, Ethan it's Page. It's one of the risks, man. Ending it's up, one of the risks with bringing something to ringside. Right. Ethan Page ended up getting the victory, and thus Stevie's number one contendership is no more. No more. So it's kind of cool, though. You would think, like, okay, let's bring in Ethan Page as a placeholder. Then the next show we do Mitchell versus Stevie, but, like, they kind of switched it up. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool because... Usually when something like that happens, it's like a gimme that the person will keep their number one contendership. Right. Some, it's like that's right, like, oh, they're going to get that match. Like, we've seen that, you know, with Freelance. With, well, no, Corbin had to earn a shot, his number one. Yeah, he had to, like, get it back, but still, he, it was like, like three-way. Yeah, yeah he, he still got it. it. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you do see that sometimes with other companies, especially when you get injuries or, you know, bookings that don't happen or something. Like, right. They'll be like, oh, yeah, next month they're going to compete for it, but... I think putting Stevie's number one contendership on the line against a guy like Ego who can main event anywhere. Anywhere. Like anywhere in the world. He can yes. go on main event. Absolutely. Um, that was a great thing. And unfortunately, Stevie lost it, so he's not going to get that shot. Womp womp. Which opens up the door for who is going to get that shot when Craig Mitchell comes back. Yeah, it's a good. Do you have any early I, prediction? I hope it's Marcus Crane. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, like Marcus Crane is a deathmatch specialist. And again, Craig is a human bulldozer. Like, that it's would be great. Gonna, it's going to be like two semi trucks just running into each other, and just it's going to be like that. You ever see like the monster trucks like butt heads? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They're like pushing monsters, and they're just their wheels are just spinning in place. Dude, it's yeah. going to be, I, yeah, and it, it, it being in a brewery where you can like throw people in the pallets of beer and stuff, oh like they could explore that God. area. You know, they could take it. They could take it back. Somebody may die in that match, right? Um, or he keeps that check away from Pat <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. Uh, next, we had a match that the crowd, there's a lot of support for um, uh, Tony Nazer, right? That's his Nas. Nas. Yeah. Excuse me. Tony Nas. Um, well, he brought his uh, he brought he had his own section that came and it's great. This is probably friends, family, uh, people that know him. Against uh, Roy Gordon, they had a blood in the water type match. There was a lot of hatred, a lot of heat. Um, now beer got knocked out of Jeremy's hand during this match. <laughs> the crowd is very invested. The crowd—you could feel the investment in this match. And I think that's what made the match really, Absolutely. really good. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us—you know—a few months back saw that turn coming when they faced off against Kylie and GPA. We all expected, you know, the Kylie GPA thing. The oh, GPA is going to cost them the tell you titles or whatever it's going to be. And then out of nowhere, Nas just takes out Gordon. And it was like, what? Right. It like, was unexpected. These, these two guys had the tag team titles everywhere mm-hmm. together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were superiority complex. Like, they were a very well-oiled machine, especially as a heel tag team. Like, they worked incredibly well. Yeah. And then for Nas just to just destroy that was like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Um, but I think it brought a new light in Roy because we got to see Roy in some singles matches. Mm-hmm. You know, Nas kind of disappeared for a while, probably plotting how he was going to destroy Roy. And getting himself cut, he came out for that match probably 20 pounds lighter than he looked great. Him. Yeah. 
He had a new attitude. He looked great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, too bad it's all Team Roy, you know? Right. Even though the crowd... I think the crowd was extremely lit for both of them. I mean, that place was packed. Yes, there it was. three to 400 people in there just rocking. This was the best crowd that I've seen for... Freelance Underground. I haven't been to all the shows, but this is the best. I believe mm-hmm. it was the best crowd that they've had, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, but yeah, this is like around the time where it was like the people who were initially there, plus like Tony's group, plus like maybe some trickle ins. Like everyone was just like kind of like what's going on down these stairs mm-hmm. from the window. So this was like it, the crowd got crowded at, the, I, like, I at think the right time. Those two guys really got a lot of people into that feud with the promos they were cutting. Yeah, that's true. You don't see that on independence. Right. You do not see independent extra wrestlers effort. Mm-hmm. Right, cutting promos on each other and putting videos out and, you know, building their story in the downtime that it that is between matches. Yeah. I mean you get a whole month between matches. If you look at the indie scene, especially just just the brands we watch, right? Like Freelance Underground or Freelance or AAW, you do see promos, but it's usually from higher up on the card. You know, right, we were getting the should uh, Darren Corbin promos. Mm-hmm. You're getting you know main event promos, title promos, things like that. When you start getting promos on a tag team that's split up, now hold on a minute. Now I'm curious. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, why? Tell us why, Tony. Are we mm-hmm. just supposed to assume like, oh, Tony's jealous, or oh, Roz, or uh, Roy's going to be a good guy now, right? No, like, there's obviously something behind that. Like, why are you mad, Tony? Why are you mad, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell us why you mad. Right. Um, they did them separately, and then uh, Underground, I think, like, put them together. Did a mashup. Yeah, yeah, a mashup. had a whole one. Which um, is cool. If I have any words of advice, if any independent wrestlers out there, and this is just coming from a fan standpoint, mm-hmm. do promos. More. Yeah. Yeah, I like, agree. If it's not in your comfort zone... Get it in your comfort zone. Yeah. Because that literally, especially in the age of the internet, right? that gives us more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We take that for granted with WWE because they're it's giving true. us the interviews. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's 20 minutes of Stephanie McMahon talking or whatever. Or, you know, on Miz TV they do it. And we're just so accustomed to, oh, it's Miz TV. And, of course, he's going to have, you know, the guys he's feuding with or two guys that are feuding. But it literally pushes the story along. Mm-hmm. It literally gives us more than just match to match. Yeah. I you agree. I mean, it I gives agree. us something to feel, and now we're invested in it emotionally. And yeah, like yeah. those two guys gave a hundred and forty percent in that match. Yeah, and why? Like, yeah, they were so spent at the end, bro. They were physically. You could see that neither one of them could barely stand because they literally went out there and gave every ounce of energy that they had. Absolutely, and they got enough time to do so, right? Absolutely. Which is smart booking, um, and it's good. Like I just want to uh, pile on to your point about. Why can't there be really good storylines as well in the lower to mid card? And like, right? Like, right. There's no, no, it doesn't always have to be your main event storyline. I mean, the only right. the only mm-hmm. thing I can see is maybe this, you know, the scrambles. You don't really do promos for because it's yeah. kind of an eclectic gig. But hell, if you're in the scramble, do it. Talk about how you're going to beat those five other guys and you're going to win the scramble. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. Gringo Loco getting time to talk at the, you know what I'm saying, at the freelance events to cut promos on Robert Anthony every week. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those things really push along wrestling. They make wrestling an entire entertainment thing rather than I'm just watching this match. Right. I can go to any bar and watch two out-of-shape dudes have just a match. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it yeah. exists, right? There's different levels right, to indie right, wrestling whether right. people want to admit it or not. Yeah, no, you know, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's definitely that level that's like going down at the VFW hall with... You know, all this, the the clips we see online where there's like eight people and like a 400-pound dude that can't do any wrestling moves. Right. And you're just like, why did this happen? Mm-hmm. 
But again, they're trying to establish. But then you have another tier of independents that put on really quality shows and have really quality athletes and athletes that are bubbling. You know what I mean? These guys are one jump away from TV time and I agree. and bigger leagues. And we've seen that with Ali, with Ruby Riot, with, right. you know, Suge made the jump to yeah, impact with... Ego jumped over to Impact. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely there. There's guys that are jumping, guys and girls that are jumping over to Ring of Honor, and they're getting time that they normally wouldn't get Mm -hmm. because there is this other level of independence. You know what I mean? Sure, it's like, there's a top level of independence. Let's not get wrong. You know, you have your AAW, and you have your PWG, and you have those guys where the whole world knows who they are. Yeah. But then there's one, one level below that. You know what I'm saying? Where the raw talent still is. Yeah. These guys are still not making what those guys are making. And it's not star-studded cards. It's local talent. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of these bigger indie companies that are just bringing in national stars. Yeah, fly-ins. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get a, a company that's in Chicago that doesn't have one Chicago wrestler on the bill. What the fuck are you doing? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you get freelance and freelance underground where the majority of that roster is local homegrown talent. They train together. They work together. They bleed together. They sweat together. Yeah. There, there, there's definitely – it, the, the future and homegrown future should definitely not be neglected. Right. That's what you're trying to say. Absolutely. And, and there's absolutely a market for – there's absolutely a market too for it, – it's, it's ironic because – and I think I've said this before. It's ironic and someone who, who what I'm trying to do for a living is be a content marketer, and I am to some extent. Um, but it's like the wrestling, the independent wrestling scene has such a thirst for more content, I feel, and it's getting there. Like there's streamable stuff now and things like that, but like even like the videos, right? Like it's hard to be consistent with that type of stuff, and I'm sure that companies want to be consistent with that type of stuff. But it's also an industry, at least independently, where budgets are very tight. Very tight. So it's like if you, you know, and there are people that we know that both of us know that contribute, like photographers that contribute to Mm -hmm. content. And like there's such a thirst for it. We need people to make these videos. We need people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just think it's ironic because it's like it's a it's a industry that needs it and the wrestlers need it and they want it. But again, like budgets are tight, so you're you're constantly balancing resources. So, uh, but more, but more, what we're saying is like more. It's hard to be consistent, but more content, more of those promo videos, more right. of like there whatever. Needs, you there can needs do. to be more of everything, and, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people. And just just look at a fan base, right? So like, there's a lot of fans that have have their skills in certain things, right? Like look at look at wrestling with unicorns, right? Right. Their skill was in making the quick gifts. The gifts that have now become clips. Is it gifts? No, so they're doing so. I, they've done gifs. They've done gifs before. I, well, I, but they're I don't doing know how to vi- say the word. <laughs> they're doing video clips, right? I've now. never really been sure how to say. Either that way is fine. But I but you see how it evolved yeah. into the clips. Yeah, and the clips have now turned into the two angle clips. Yeah. Those kids are doing it because they love it. Right. You know what I'm saying? They found a spot in independent wrestling that they could contribute. A need. There was a need. And they started, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They started contributing. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's a great example. That's kind of what everyone... Like, if you can help and you love wrestling that much, man, approach a company. Yeah. you got to start somewhere. So don't approach them with, hey, for $500, right. go help out. Right. Like, let's not pretend that these indie company owners are not working regular jobs. They're not making a living off of these one shows, you know, right. saying one a month. Mm-hmm. That you got to put the same with the wrestlers. Like, let's not pretend that they're not working regular jobs, right? Because they are. Mm-hmm. They're regular people like us that are pursuing their dreams and passions. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're not supporting that, 
those dreams and passions, man, who's going to get their eyes on them? You know what I mean? Excuse me, I just burped. But no, yes. you're fine. You're just, they can hear it. They wouldn't have seen it on TV, yeah. but you didn't want to film with it. That's a great. Uh, that's a great example, though, of what you're saying. And yeah. and and uh, and important thing is to put what wrestling with unicorns does, and it's something that we try to do as well is putting the product above your own, about yourself. Not try to get yourself over by doing the work, but to get the product over. I mean, a perfect example work. is um, the photographer Sarah. The yes, girl. Sarah. Mm-hmm. I've seen her sell shirts. I've seen her do photography. I've seen her help people pack up cars. Oh, she'll do anything, which is great. Literally, yeah. she will find a spot where she can help, mm-hmm. and she will help. Yeah. Now, in some of that helping, people, she was like, hey, I got a camera. I'm a photographer. Like, let me take some pictures. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, once her pictures are amazing. They're good. Absolutely. And that's not taking away from any of the other photographers right. that do it. Cause, but she can't, like, she shocked me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew her as the girl that sold Stevie's merch. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, you see her pictures and you're like, damn, like, you're very talented at that. She could have a very bright future in sports photography, any sport, realistically. Right. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things, like, I used to work in, well, I still work in the music industry, but I was a lot heavier in it at the time. And we always had a saying, like, because people would be like, oh, I want to be a part of your team. I want to rock with y'all. I want to do this with y'all. And it's like, I don't have a spot for you. But if you can make a spot, then make it. Like, show me. Find somewhere where you fit in and just do it. Don't wait for me to tell you to do it. Don't wait for me to ask you to do it. Just get in there and do it. I like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I have a business background, so I have worked with some of these independent companies on some business things mm-hmm. because that's what I know. But I'm not going to pretend like I'm part of that company or part of that scene. I just found an area that I can help in. Right. You feel me? I get it. So yeah. that's where I'm going to help. And then I'm going to go back to being a fan because I like drinking beer. <laughs> and no, that's a great point and great, valuable information. Like for the same thing listening. with you guys, right? You're like, hey, we got good chemistry. We talk. We both love wrestling. Like, let's just start covering as much wrestling as we can. Right. Do you realize how thankful a lot of these companies are that you and Chris do this? Because it's it's more exposure. It's more eyes. It's people that may listen to you that don't get to see this product, and now they're going to go check it out. Right. Now it's on Power Round TV. Now, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Things like that. Exactly. So more and more people are getting to see it. Like, I love wrestling so much that I don't need to make money off of it. I just want to see more people enjoy wrestling. Yeah. I want to see these kids and the, you know, the men and women achieve their dreams. And I just want more people to be like, yo, wrestling's not nerdy. You know, it's not the fake sport or whatever. Yeah. Give give it a chance. Mm -hmm. It's a TV show. It's a live show. You know, when I go to a wrestling show, it's like going to the theater. Yeah, it is. It's entertainment. I'm going to boo who I need to boo. We're going to cheer who we need to cheer. Exactly. It's that kind of thing. And I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. At the end of it, respect to everybody. For going out there, unless you're like a blatant piece of shit, and we all know. <laughs> um, but most, I'd say, ninety-five percent of the people are just really good human beings that are chasing dreams. I agree. That was very well put. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Uh, the main event. I mean, you could if you want. You could always just say that was you on there. No, I could never. <laughs> I could never. Uh, the main event was. Kylie Ray and GPA against the Twisted Sisters, who we talked about before. I was really hoping for a title change, but it's cool. Yeah, they're keeping. Uh, you know, GPA and Kylie Ray get the pin, uh, get the win, keeping them, although they, you know, they have this feud, keeping them the freelance tag team champions. It's cool that this main evented because I feel like the 
the aura of the Twisted Sisters combined with the story of GP and Kylie Ray is important enough, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And there was obviously Craig Mitchell was on the shelf, but right. it's cool to see this main event because you could easily stuck Stevie and Ego in the main event. Which I mean, did. you could have had Roy and Nas as the main event. That's true. That's true. You could have done you that. Legitimate that because that rivalry built up so much right. that you easily could have put that as the main event and it true. tore the house down. Um, Kylie's wearing her beat up GPA shirt. Um, yeah, which I got one. I did, did not get, get one. People, people were pre-ordering, which well, we I didn't even know was out. a thing. I, th- I feel like the, I didn't need a special size, so I didn't <laughs> pre-order. You know, and I then was they, like, hey, XL or two XL, whichever one you got. And there, apparently they were all gone. There was a shortage of XLs. It felt like to me it was like all mediums. I got a large, and without wearing an undershirt, I can fit into it, but it's still a little tight on me. Cut the sleeves off. Cut the sleeves off. I'm telling you, cut the sleeves off. I, see, I don't know. I I would need to shave my. You shave your armpit hair, right? In the summer, yeah. yeah. I haven't done it yet. I still have winter body. But oh, okay. Yeah, in the summer, I shave my armpit hair and I shave my arm hair. But I, okay. the tattoos pop more when you shave your arm. Yes, yeah, I don't have those though. Tattoo, I don't. Know. You don't even have hair. Is on that your a, arms Is like that, that? Does it have a hood? Does this have a hood? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, oh, it's a sleeveless a hoodie. It's a training sleeveless shirt. Oh, okay. You know, so it's for like running and lifting wow. and stuff. You got the whole wardrobe down, huh? Yeah, most of them are shirts that I cut the sleeves off. I mean, it's down to a science. I know how many inches from the neckline you have to do it, <laughs> the angle to cut it. It's what, when you're working in your day job, do you have the sleeves? Oh, sleeves? dude, I have to wear a polo shirt. And now oh, I have to okay. wear a name tag <laughs> that oh, I refuse to wear. Oh, man. Yeah, it's got the little magnet thing behind it. I'm like, I'm not wearing that. Do you're you? like, you have to. I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to fire me over a name tag? Fire me then. That must be torture for you. Nobody. Can. <laughs> Ain't um, gonna tell me shit. So when you do when you do get your beat up GPA shirt, are those sleeves coming off? Oh, the sleeves are coming off okay. instantly. As soon as she posted that those were going to be available, that was the first comment I made. I was like, <laughs> I can't wait to cut the sleeves off. <laughs> I think I think I remember that. Yes, um, there were some really good spots. The Twisted Sisters and Holiday are obviously on the beat up GPA train, so they asked themselves in a shouting fashion. What do you want to do? Let's beat up GPA. There was never a clean tag between GPA and Kylie Ray, which I think is phenomenal. Awesome. There was like there was a really hard smack to the chest that Kylie Ray was tagging out and hit GPA with um, that made me cringe. So it, it reminds me of one of those things where like, not that they were ever romantic or anything, but like when you have to be around your ex, and you're, <laughs> you're both really mad at each other, but you gotta act civil, right? So it's like right. Yeah, you want some water? And then you like throw the water bottle at her, or she throws it at you, and you're like, dang, thank you, I guess. <laughs> like one of those things, you know what I mean? Where yes. it was like there was so much tension between them, but they knew they had to defend the belts together. Correct. That's it perfectly because put. Because Freelance Underground has them in a spot together right. where it's almost enjoyably uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And I think it might start. It is raining outside now. Oh yeah. The sky is falling. Yeah. Because I'm telling the truth. That's why. Right. Um, It just got very serene in here. Dude, that that whole (laughs) storyline, like it goes across two organizations. No, no more. Three. No, no. Four. It's at least four. Minimum of four because it's Freelance Underground, Freelance, Zello Pro, Sabotage. Yes. It's at least four companies, which is great. Tell me a better storyline in independent wrestling. No, right now. there isn't. There isn't. There is not a better like storyline. If line. any of you that are listening can think of a better storyline than the GPA Kylie Ray storyline in all of independent wrestling across the country. We want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, tell comment on this post or send two re- two heels in a face an email about it. Like, 
I want to know because I I don't hear anything. And if you don't know the storyline, you have to research it, dude. Yeah. You can go through Twitter, you can go through Instagrams, you can go back well, through their Facebooks. Like before, so so we have chron- we've chronicalized a little bit of it, <laughs> but um, and because we did before freelance cut that promo, or excuse me, before GPA cut that promo where he was just in the suit. Uh-huh. Um, we had him on the podcast. We did an interview with him. Uh-huh. How'd yeah. that go? Um, so he didn't give us a lot of information. Oh, so it was boring, huh? <laughs> but he gave us enough to make us want to see what he was going to say at Freelance, and then he said absolutely nothing. Yeah. So he tricked us there. But That's what an Ivy League education will do for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll teach you, like, he literally played you guys. Right. So, but, so we chronicalized a little bit of it, and I want to chronicalize the rest and put it into an article at twoheelsandaface.com. Um, I think we should turn it into a video like with cartoons. And yeah. Stuff. Well, I reached out to the unicorn to the unicorns. I said, you know, obviously they're taking a lot of digital footage. Like, what do you save? How much do you save? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I was like, can you please save those for me? I don't think I ever got a response back. But at least I tried <laughs> to like save the clips they, of Magic Kyrie into Ray. missing unicorns. <laughs> right. It was like, hey, they don't text back. They're unicorns. Now they just don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it, it really does. We're going to try our best, but whenever this ends, if it does end, it really does need to be chronic, I mean, I chronic, like to documented. It does. Like, I'm at the point where I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end right now. Like, if it never gets stale, sure, but it's not, I feel like it could go on a little bit longer. Well, how deep are we in this? The, at least at the beginning of the year. I feel like we're at least four months. It's got to be more than that. I feel like it has to be. I think it was like a January show where GPA turned on Kylie. I think so. Yeah, but it all got weird at that Freelance Underground show. Which one? The. Was it the Halloween one? When they won the belts. That's when things are getting weird? Yeah. That was the seeds? Yeah. Okay. See, I wasn't at that one. They won the belts. You know, he was her surprise um, partner. That's actually, that morning was the birth of the hashtag. Um, Oh, yes. And he was her surprise partner. I was just guessing. I wasn't. Yeah, you, you the originator. Yeah, you my, started something. I started the. That was the kindling to the fire. Beat up GPA just mm-hmm. because I feel like GPA needs to get beat up. Well, now, now so. So if you're if you're an indie wrestler and you're listening to this and you're facing GPA anywhere across the country, beat up GPA. Man. Yeah, bring a sign, bring a whiteboard, yeah. and actually beat them up after. Um. So so okay. So, so there yeah, was some, they they won the titles from okay. Superiority Complex. Right. And in that moment, he took both of the titles and he was doing a celebration like he did it all. Oh. And this was after he lost earlier in the night. Yes, yes. I remember so that. he came out beat up mm-hmm. and they won. Oh, he got beat up twice that night. That's a good day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he just, he like, it took him a minute to give her one of the titles. He was being real mm. greedy with them. Okay. And we kind of just like looked like. Hey man, what you doing? This is the you know this team Kylie, right? And then they kind of did the awkward awkward team hunger for awkward team hunger force thing that they right. were doing, and um, and then I think they went on a losing streak in freelance wrestling. I want to say they did, and I feel like he may have put a lot of that blame on her. Yep, I feel like maybe that is what has built this up. Okay, and and now he's in a position where I think a lot of society is, and he's he's claiming the victim. Yes. You know, he's good making point. it about him. Right. Good point. And not so much about the team. He's more like, you guys bully me and you allow him to bully me. And right. I think that's that's basically, like, I, I have a feeling that has a lot to do with his upbringing. 
Okay. I feel like he's, you know... His privileged he's Ivy League privileged. Up, yeah. upbringing. I mean, he's an Ivy League alum. He's, you know... He comes from a good good background. Like, you don't just get in the Ivy League coming from the hood. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, like, right. He, he seems to be a, a, a guy that's been very well off his whole life. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think he's just like, <laughs> things aren't going my way. Like, I'm, he's throwing a really big tantrum. Right. And now he's putting blame. He's projecting blame. Onto someone else. I'm Kylie of all people. Of all people. Of, like the sweetest girl in the world. Can't can't find a bad thing to say about her. Like, I don't even like Pokemon, but I like Pokemon because she likes Pokemon. Like, yeah. well, I like Pokemon either way. But you know, like Kylie's like the kind more. of girl where you're just like, I want to listen to like yeah old folk records with you and make blueberry muffins because like just the like, sweetest things. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like yeah. let's go hand out sweaters for puppies together, Kylie. Exactly. Like, let's volunteer and help the elderly. Right? <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet innocence. Um, exactly. Um, so we'll just have to wait for our cage match, son. Knock on wood. <laughs> for our cage match, mm-hmm. barbed wire death match. Let's get it. Yes, exactly. Can we do that in the brewery? I don't even know. It'll happen. Um, that's so on beer cans. Sure, we can record. Sure. What if they just have a chugging contest? Mm. What if that's the payoff? They just who can drink the most beer? I don't bottle? think that both of them can really chug. I feel like Kylie would take them to the whooping shed. On yeah, that. maybe. Oh yeah, she. I know what high, I know some of her high school friends, and they can. Kylie I'm, seems like she's they done can a take keg. down some booze. She some seems booze. like she may have done a keg stand or two in her life. Probably. Um, great. So that was the show. Fantastic show. Amazing show. Amazing show. If you've never been to Freelance Underground, I'm going to stress again: you need to come. Yes. Whether that's uh, May 11th for Freelance Underground versus Game Changer Wrestling (GCW), mm-hmm. where you get your main event of Joey Janela versus the Definition Isaiah Velasquez. Yeah, they announced that. I thought they weren't going to announce anything, but just they the announced main event. that. Just and the main event. The, uh, that, bro, that should blow the roof off of the place. Yeah. And Both of them are extreme. When you walk in and you see Pac, now then you know what he looks like, say hi. Tell him so, what a great job that he did on yep. this recording. I'm still going to check your ID. Whether you want to <laughs> hold your. Um, if you and, get rowdy, I will not hesitate to drag you outside. Yeah, that's true. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, but before we go or sign off, is there anything... Other, any other wrestling things you got on your mind? I kind of want to give you the floor if there's anything else that you want to talk about. Things. And what have you been? What have you been watching? What have you been? Besides everything we talked about, is there any part of the buffet line that's on your plate right now that you're consuming or trying to catch up on? Or like, did you watch any of Backlash? I did watch Backlash. I was okay. uh, extremely disappointed in Backlash. I, I heard was, a lot of it was bad. I heard it was just kind of a throw. Or I felt like it was just kind of a throwaway show. Okay. Um, when your when your championship belt is in main eventing. Yeah, it's a little right. odd to me, but with a finish like that, I can understand why you didn't do that. Oh, that make okay. You, sure. Does that make sense? It like does. You can't have that finish and a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, there would probably be me even more outrage. I think it was really dumb to put Roman Reigns in the main event. I think it was really dumb, and I'm a Roman fan, bro. So like, I'm the president of the Roman. Fan Miz board. and Rollins main event then? <sighs> I don't know. Okay. Because because of where the championship match was and how the finish was. I'm not really sure. But the IC belt easily could have main event. I heard that was the best match of the night. It absolutely was. That's like the only one I, th- I think I'd go back and check out. Maybe Daniel Bryan's match. I mean, I fell asleep in the middle of it and woke up. And Full disclosure. Legit. When the championship match came on, I looked at the clock and I was like, ooh, these boys are going to go 45 minutes because it was 9.15. Yeah. I was like, they're going to give them 45 minutes. Oh, because you thought the Roman good. match already happened. Right. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I miss Roman Joe. All right, cool. You know, I'll go back and watch it when, when the event's over. Yeah. And then when that match finished, and you know it's getting closer to ten, but it's not, and, mm-hmm. and then the tag team match comes on, and I'm like, 
Why is Braun Strowman and Lashley coming out? There's right a now? tag team match after it. <coughs> Strowman and Lashley versus Owens and Zayn. Was Zayn after? After the championship match, what but the before f- the main event. Fuck. So not oh, like a pal cleanser kind of right. match? Yeah. So not only was the championship match not your main event, but it wasn't even in the final two matches. Yeah. And that, I mean, like I said, I'm a huge Roman supporter, but come on. Yeah. Like, that was unnecessary to have that as the main event. And it, you, they kind of solidified it at that point. Like, yeah, we just kind of gave you this paper. We're going to give it to you. Right. You're still coming and, But besides game. that, the quality of the overall matches, no matter where they were, weren't fantastic, right? No. Okay. Miz and Rollins was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it was, they, you know, Miz has really stepped up his game recently. So I think that's really good on his end. He's, he's going to end up turning himself face. <laughs> no matter yeah. what he tries. We're, because, we're waiting for that. Yeah, we're at that point now where people are like, you know what? All that... Stuff that he was talking, whatever, two years ago to John Cena, where he was like, "I'm, I'm here busting, and I'm doing this, and That's I don't true. get injured, and I don't injure people." And the whole like, people are starting to see it for real now, and they're like, "Damn, bro!" Like, respect to the Miz, he really is an A-lister. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he's on the same show as Daniel Bryan, so they can slow burn that until I that officially comes to fruition. Care less for Daniel Bryan. Really, I am not on the Daniel Bryan. Were you before? Isn't Never. You? Okay. Never. Not and how, even and how Ring come? of Honor. And how come? It just, I, I don't know. Okay. He just doesn't do it for me. I think he's talented. I think, the, you yeah. know, he's really extremely talented, but I never got the whole, like, yes movement. And I thought he was more, I thought he was more entertaining with Kane when they were doing Team Oh, Mono. okay. That was okay. hilarious to me. Yeah. See, I wasn't watching regularly when that was going on. See, that was fun. But I know, I've seen some clips. Yeah. Like, that was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he lost the title in 18 seconds to Sheamus at WrestleMania yeah, like, yeah. to open WrestleMania, the first match. And I just like he, I've never been on the Dan. I don't get it. I honest to God, I don't get it. Okay, are you a Daniel Bryan? Fan? I am. Yeah, Why? I am. I I think he's a very genuine person outside of the ring, which makes me like him more inside of the ring. Okay, I, and I I just appreciate his true underdog grittiness. I don't feel like he's. He's like uh, kind of the same way why like I ch- like Champa and Gargano. He's like you're focusing on wrestling, kind of indie star that has made it in a world of, in a world of that has a lot of minutia in it. Okay, and I like that about him. But I, I honestly, I think his care, his his genuineness outside of the ring makes me like him maybe equally as like his in ring stuff. So it's not only in ring. I think he's a very genuine person outside of the ring. Okay, I think I. I mean, I've seen you know yeah. like Total Divas or whatever. I think he's uh, he seems like a decent person. I'm yeah, saying, like stuff I mean? like that. And he like doesn't seem like a bad seen. dude, but he I don't know. To me, he's just like this kind of hippie vegan guy. That's, okay, he, he's very cynical and sarcastic a lot of times. He can be sarcastic, right? Like especially in like interviews and I don't know promos. if I've ever heard cynical, but maybe I would be more than happy to like look at what you're at what you. I see. mean, there's just times where he talks where I just feel like he's just. I don't know. I don't know how to, okay. to describe it, but like they'll be cutting a promo and someone will be like, you know, you expect everything to be handed to you. And he'll be like, I expect everything to be handed to me. And I'm just like, shut up. Dude. Oh, like, okay. You sound stupid. Like you're one of those. I'm going to repeat everything to make sure that I heard it right. Okay. Like, I think I'm really smart because I'm from Wicker Park. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those things where I'm just like, oh my God, like. You and your vegan thing, shut up. I okay. eat animals. Maybe it's because maybe he does, maybe his chip on his shoulder because he has put so much time into wrestling. But he's not shines the only through one. then. And that's the thing to me. 
Like, he's not the only person that has busted their ass on the indies to get to that show. No, that's true. You know what I mean? That's true. But that's like, uh, that is, I think, my favorite type of babyface. I mean, when, like, when him and Punk were both there, I think they did revolutionize the game the way, you know, WWE presents wrestling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always a Punk guy. Okay. I think I relate more to Punk than yeah. I do Daniel Bryan. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And I, I think, I, it's, I'm diving into this because I think it's a opinion that not a lot of people have a lot of people love daniel bryan and it's yeah, i think I'm, it's cool that you're not exactly not, on that train i'm also a big Dwayne hater the rock yeah <laughs> and why is that i just i dude i just i don't know if this is okay. for a podcast um but i just i, I don't i don't believe him I don't believe, I don't believe him. like his work I ethic think, is so crazy or okay okay i think it's all about the money for him okay i think he used the wrestling industry Big time to get himself into acting. movies and stuff. Okay, and and I think he has almost bastardized wrestling, the WWE, which is where he got his start. Mm-hmm. Like, why weren't you at Raw twenty five? I don't care what your movie contract says, dude. This is where you came from. This is what made you. You know what I'm saying? This is the platform that gave you a microphone that built you into who you are today. Like, and I don't know the dude personally, so maybe he's really cool in person. But I just like when he smiles, bro. It just seems so fake to me. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I think there I think it could come up. Like some of his Instagram videos. Yeah, you just like, like you seem corny, dog. Like, yeah. Okay. You just seem like you I think it could come off hard. that way. Like I want everyone to like me, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, women are like, Oh look at his body. It's like, dude, you weren't that big in WWE. What happened? You telling me you working out harder now? Come on, G. Yeah, uh, it's it's that is something that is insane. his body growth is insane since it's, leaving a sport it, where it's your not body, natural. It's, it's not absolutely natural. not natural. Yeah, but you know I, mean, I mean, he is like he could eat his former self. There was literally like an article where they're like he's the highest paid actor in the world, and I'm like, but what awards have you done? You know, oh, maybe no, I just sound right. like a bitter hater. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'll, I'll blatantly be like, I'm a Dwayne hater. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because people be like, man, you just hating. Okay, you know what? If that's how you want to take it, that's how you take it. Uh-huh. But that's just kind of on my radar of how I see things. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 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 a that's definition of success. It seems he he has done more quantity over perceived like quality and quality, types of movies. Right. Like most right. of his movies are remakes, sequels. Um, he jumps on other franchises. Like, I think he's really bogus. Like, I'm with Tyrese on that. I think he's really bogus to do a spinoff on Fast and the Furious. Like, of all the characters, you were never one of the main guys. Does that make sense? You only came in in the end and you played, like, this cop that tried to stop them. Like, if anybody gets a spinoff, it should be... Oh, wait. Sorry. What spinoff is he doing? He's doing a a Hobbs spinoff. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hobbs is his character in Spain. And I'm just kind of like, bro, you're the modern-day, like, Van Damme, Steven Seagal. Like, the only movies that are really successful for you, you kind of play the same character. Right. Or you do remakes, mm-hmm. which isn't very original. His song in Moana was dope, though. I'll give him that. I've never seen that. But again, he he's playing the supporting I'll character. play it for you after. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, Pac, thank We're you. We're going to watch Moana now. <laughs> no, just the song. I don't have We're the We're watching the whole movie. This is a Tinder date. We're watching the whole movie. Did you, I have red wine here. We didn't know we talked about that earlier, so. You got whiskey? No, I don't have whiskey. I got some Corona premieres that suck oh. dick. No Modellos, unfortunately. Well, no, red wine will make me put out. Okay, great. I this got is it. our first date, so you got to wait till next time. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for you. Uh, but thank you for coming. Man, thank you for having it me. Was a fanta- it was a pleasure. Very well spoken. I thought you gave a lot of good insight that we haven't had on the podcast before. Once again, being different. 
and you brought the freelance replica belt, yeah. which is fantastic. I got, I, got a, half, I got half a brain for looking like a thug. I got a killer view upstairs. Maybe we could go take a picture with the freelance replica belt and the and the city in the background. Whatever you want to do. Just better. stopped raining. I think Whatever that might you, be might be some good Instagram now material. Be a big rainbow for it. Right. Yeah. That's cute. Um, but did you want to plug anything before you go? I know you do some great charity work. Um, I do mm-hmm. do some charity work. Um, if you want to check out the organization Chive on Chicago, you can find us on Facebook or go to chiveonchicago.com. We are based off of um, the Chive website. We're associated somewhat with them. Okay. And their Chive Nation Chive Charities brand. Nice. Um, I guess I also have to plug... Wrestling talking randomness. Of course, my please boys, do. Three one two, an incidental nerd, and yes, you know I pop up every once in a while over there as Beardo and Pack, whatever. And yeah, and you you sent in some really good questions on our collab podcast that we did together. I did, mm-hmm. and I need to listen to that because I have not made it to that one somehow. We put you over hard in that episode. Yeah, I don't know why people keep putting me over. I'm a real life heel, guys. Like I think you're just real I'm in general. You're just I'm real. A jerk. Um, <laughs> Who else are we putting over? Yeah. Make sure you watch those guys wrestling talking randomness mm-hmm. every Friday, sometimes Saturday. No, sometimes. They're not on, they're not on <laughs> a consistent schedule. Yeah, find them on Facebook, uh, Wrestling with Unicorns, obviously. Yes. And then uh, Freelance Underground Wrestling. You got to check them out. And Freelance Wrestling. Absolutely. It was just on ABC in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Freelance is... The brand is getting out there really well, and it's... It's on the rise. Right. We're, we're, we're coming to take over, and if you come to a show or you watch on Powerbomb TV, we're the squad that's by the entrance, that's yep. loud and obnoxious, and... Yes, they are. What do you mean they? You with us. Stop well, all this they thing. Well, I'm yeah, I'm in the crowd, we, but... This is a we thing. <laughs> I don't cheer as hard as you We do. go together. <laughs> we do. We do. We see You're like, yeah, that would kill my voice. Yeah, my voice is dead the next <laughs> When they do back-to-back shows, I don't know how I survive. Yeah, you're kind of full go. I pick my spots. Oh, uh, dude. I'm 100 miles an hour all the time. And Jeremy is 1,000. <laughs> Jeremy gets fade drunk. Yes. <laughs> Great. Thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Take care. All right, this has been a lengthy episode, uh, usually a bit longer than what we usually record when we're doing recaps of shows, but we had the Twisted Sisters, so huge shout out to them, thank you. Um, big shout out to Thunder Rosa, who's been on uh, you know, TV lately, uh, promoting Sabotage Wrestling, so that's awesome. Uh, shout out to Pac, who came out uh, to the Chuck Colorado Compound. Thanks, Charlie, for holding it down while I wasn't there. And um, I will see you guys at Warrior Wrestling on May 11th. Uh, If you're not able to make it to Warrior Wrestling and you are in the area, Freelance Underground is also running a show. So check them out. Um, Check us out online at twoheelsandface.com to find out more upcoming shows, times, maybe some, uh, some matches that are happening in each card. So check that out. Check us out on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and Facebook, Two Heels in the Face. Uh, on Instagram, I've been posting Mask Mondays, and I've been posting a mask every Monday from my personal co- collection, uh, which I'm pretty much I'm having a good time doing that. Uh, I know Charlie has been telling me to uh, post some stuff of, of my out of my wrestling collection that I have here, but masks are definitely my prized possession, and I'm happy to share those with you. So check those out. If you have any content, anything, any questions. Uh, you want to send us an email, you can always email us at info at Make sure you subscribe, listen, 
rate, do all those podcast things that people say at the end of their podcast. We are on Stitcher and iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find us there under Two Heels and a Face. Remember, hashtag PushPaco, hashtag BeatUpGPA. 